This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. On this episode, we have Alexandra Reynard, Growth Marketing at Olio. Alex, welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Terrific. Thank you for coming. So, paraphrasing the famous tech journalist Kara Swisher, I would say... There have been a lot of Silicon Valley entrepreneurs chasing small ideas with big money. It's time to chase big ideas with big money. And I'm proud to say that my today's guest, Alex Raynard, represents Olio, not Silicon Valley, but London-based company with a big mission. I'll let Alex to tell you all about it. But before doing that, before introducing the Olio team and the company and its growth story, let's talk about you, Alex. Tell us about your background, please. Yeah, of course. Olio is one of the first companies I've ever joined prior to Olio. So three years ago, I was mostly involved with the NGO sector. So doing some volunteer stuff for the United Nations, um, like, for example, leading on campaigns to bring awareness to the child marriage problem in Africa. Yeah, also leading some student organizations and doing all things NGO. Terrific. Okay, so to help people understand the reason that motivated Olio's team to create the app, let's talk about the scale and significance of the problems it is built to solve. Starting with the food waste problem, how bad is it right now? Well, it's pretty bad. It's it's worse than we expect it to be, really. And I think the biggest part of it is that we assume that food waste is not really happening where we are. We presume it's happening somewhere, you know, down the supply chain. Right. It can't really affect. Meanwhile, a third of all food produce globally goes to waste and over 50% of that food waste is actually happening in the home, in the developed countries, which means that, yes, we are part of the problem, a big part of the problem, but, you know, we're also part of the solution in that sense. So, yeah, there's... A lot of frightening stats about food waste in general. Um, For example, food waste for a country would be the third largest emitter of greenhouse gases right after China and the US. But, you know, again, looking on the other side, reducing food waste is the number thing we can do ourselves to fight the climate crisis. So there's a lot of power to it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things you're, you know, uh, watching the news about what's going on uh, in the uh, climate change movement, in the uh, you know, global effort to uh, stop polluting, but then you turn off your TV or your smartphone, you know, uh, just go by your life, not realizing that the stuff you're going to be throwing from your fridge at the end of the week, you will be contributing to that food waste problem without realizing, thinking I'm just one guy, how can I actually contribute? It's you know, on a global scale. I can just you know keep doing things that get used to and don't worry about it, but it's a matter of collective effort. What about the other problem you want to address uh, in addition to the food waste, uh, namely hunger? And in numbers to help the audience to see the scale of that problem? To start off with, 
all the world's hungry people, that's nearly a million people worldwide, could be fed on less than a quarter of all the food that's wasted in the US, the UK and Europe. So again, those two problems are very, very closely connected. Looking at the UK specifically, mm-hmm. one in six adults have skipped a meal if they cannot afford it. One in seven adults worry about not having enough food to eat. And one in 12 adults have gone a whole day without eating. So again, we tend to associate hunger with like some other countries. Far exactly. away, not really our problem. Meanwhile, yes, it is happening right under our watch, basically. And it's a massive problem in, in the UK as well, hidden hunger also so people do not like to talk about this but it very much is a case yeah i think it's it should be helpful for people to realize that the problem is not a remote one it's really close to their home like could be you know the next building somebody is experiencing that problem they're then just aware of it these are normal families quote unquote they do right affect just the homeless people because that's what we also tend to think like Oh, hung, like homeless people are hungry. Mm-hmm. No, sometimes affects the people who you know go to work, have kids, have normal quote unquote jobs, and yes, they just don't speak out about it because there's a lot of stigma around it still. Precisely. And now, what is Olio? What do you guys do? What do you do to address these two problems? Yes, we are indeed on a mission to solve both of these problems. In particular, the first one, but as we said, they're closely connected. Olio is a free sharing app. We started off being just a food sharing app, but then quickly moved on to sharing all things non-food as well. So Olio started off over five years ago now in, in North London. It was an initiative from Tessa Clark and Sasha mm-hmm. selected one that they met at Stanford Business School pursuing their MBA course. And yeah, a few years later, they it was Tessa that sort of initiated it. Tessa was moving houses from Switzerland back, back to the UK. She had some perishable food she couldn't bring on with her. So she was just walking around the neighborhood trying to give it away and she couldn't find anyone. It was kind of weird that, you know, this woman with a newborn child was just walking around with some to give away and she was shocked that there's not an app for it there's an app for everything and mm-hmm. there's no app to actually give away food to to your neighbors something that our ancestors have done on a daily basis living in very close communities and something we have totally moved away from so that was the aha moment the day they had um, and yeah so this is how how all you started all these years back that's a great story because, you know, we all heard the, those stories about apps that were created by developers who at some point encounter some some problem, some specific thing. They didn't realize there wasn't an, an app for that. But in many cases, it's, a, it's about, I don't know, an app to calculate something, some utility, something small, not significant something which is not, you know, have, has a potential to influence the lives of so many people. Yeah. But in your case, it's a great example where specifically the same path led you mm-hmm. to create an app that at present uh, influences so many lives uh, on this planet, which is a great story. Absolutely, yes. What marketing channels and strategies have been instrumental for the app's growth? How it's been growing? 
we started off uh, doing all the things manually, pretty much just having food stands somewhere in London, giving away flyers, just trying to get this initial traction. We have tried everything so far. I think every startup, every marketer can sort of understand that. Yes, we have tried it all. Obviously, trying to find uh, the golden bullet for us mm-hmm. to pursue that mission. But no, what worked best for us was naturally a combination of, of many things. I think at the forefront of what we do is, is the community. That's by far the most important asset we have, and we're infinitely proud of it. At the moment, we have getting close to 4 million users now. I think we're at 3.7 or 8 um, million users worldwide in 60 countries all around the world. And many of those people feel very, very passionately about what we do. So they want to spread the word. They want to, you know, tell their friends about it, their families. They shout about it on social media. It's always a good story, you know, when you pick Mm -hmm. up something free from your neighbor that you've never met before. Um, You're making friendships. You get to know the people in your community. You're picking up all those free, cool stuff that, you know, you wouldn't maybe buy it yourself or you're just saving money. But, you know, there's a lot a lot of good things to to talk about and they do often do it we created some volunteering programs as well to sort of support that word of mouth and e-word of mouth channels let's say to guide them in a sense as to like show them the ways in which they could spread the word about olio and that came from you know the inbound um interest that was coming into our inbox regularly people just asking what can i do to grow olio in my neighborhood because you know, you need a community to start sharing on Olio. There has to be people near right. you that want to get involved. It you know, it takes more than one. It takes, you know, a community of people wanting to sort of live in that more of a circular economy type of reality. Um, so yeah, people often ask us, what can I do? What what can I do? How can I grow Olio? So we show them the the ways. And yes, paid advertising is a is a big one for us as well. In particular for us, it's been Facebook advertising. This allowed us to acquire users at a very cost-efficient basis. And this is how we we did the grow substantially as well. And then, you know, it's, again, a combination of all the channels. We speak at events. We organized some events as well in person. We tried to we apply for awards. There's a lot of environmental awards that we, um, we often win. Um, and yeah, again, correct. Right. So I assume the app is free to use, right? Yes, the app is free to use. It's always been free to use and it will be free to use. So the exchange is indeed free. All you need to do to sort of list something on the app is snap a photo of it, post it on the app, just insert a quick description as to what it is, why you're giving it away. Ideally, people would like to know that. And then, yeah. We sent notifications to people in your neighborhood saying that there's some unknown bananas in 100 meters away from you. And yeah, you can pick it up again for free. We introduced some additional sections to the app last year. End of last year, we introduced Olio Mate. That was sort of came as an idea mostly because of the pandemic and seeing how many people are selling their homemade and handmade stuff. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to and they give them a platform to do so as well. 
And this is where you can actually buy those things. So this isn't the free exchange, but you can buy some homemade breads, homemade cookies, cupcakes, um, kombucha, even anything, or some handmade crafts that your neighbors did. But again, it links back to the mission of creating communities that are all about sharing and living the more sustainable life. Because when you buy something off your neighbor, you're not going to a supermarket, you're not paying for the transport and all that. It's You keep it in the community. And yeah, a few weeks ago now, we've introduced the pay, uh, first sort of paid subscription-based thing. It's called All Your Supporter. And for a few pounds a month, you can sort of support us on our mission and unlock some additional features to the app, like let's say map view. That's a great story. I really want to applaud you guys because we we may have this you know uh, feeling uh, that we're this notion that we're living in a world of private property and the impulse to share is just not there. But that's just wrong. This is native impulse to share with your community, with people you care about, and this is how we've been living for tens of thousands of years before you know the modern civilization. You know, being a hunter gatherer, gather you you were sharing stuff you brought from the hunt naturally with fo- old folks around you. So the impulse is still there; it's it's not gone. So there is a way you can tap on that impulse and use it for the common good. We need to relearn that again. Mm-hmm. Yes, and people know it's an amazing feeling. Like we get so many user stories of people just, you know, being so happy with the act of sharing something with your neighbor because it's intrinsically good and you you know as soon as you experience that once you sort of understand where it's coming from because not only you you know you're not binning good food from from going to waste you also build those relationships with the people nearby and food i mean food does bring people together doesn't it and you know sharing it with people is just the way to go about things that was the first reason to bring us together around the campfire (laughs) perhaps any advice for people who are inspired by your example and would like to create an app that will impact people's lives for the better of course as you guys do yeah we genuinely feel like now is the time to sort of you know have to give tech for good the the platform to to develop we see more and more investors with the big pockets and big hearts actually you know wanting to invest in startups that do good people start to realize that not all forms of companies have to be intrinsically bad i know it's like it's still there is you know some stereotyping around it but there are companies that are in the good space that are making profit and in the same time helping the society and the planet when it comes to tips find your sort of calling what Tess and Sasha, the co-founders, always say is we don't want people that are mission aligned. We want people that are mission obsessed. And I think this sort of obsession with making the world a slightly better place is like is a good way to get started, you know, finding that fire inside of you, sort of finding your passion and, you know, just trying to build a good, sustainable business around it. And I'm sure there's going to if you do something good, I'm sure there will be people who want to support you on on your journey as well. Yeah, that's a great advice. Thanks, Alex. Okay, we're at this point of the show where I'm asking a few questions that are not related to the major topic, but these are just to draw a little bit of 
of a better picture of, of my guest for the audience? Just a few quick questions. And number one would be, are you personally iOS or an Android person? On which side of the fence are you? I'm on the iOS side of things, a very loyal customer, which is a great study for all marketers, I guess, the brand that has been built around Apple and unprecedented brand loyalty. (laughs) Very environmentally conscious company, persistently, year over year. It's a a good choice. Uh, Do you remember your first mobile phone? It must have been one of the first iPhones. I just remember holding this piece of technology and being absolutely gobsmacked by, you know, the user interface was just so clean and beautiful. And yes, sadly, every single other phone was also an iPhone, which is not ideal, but yeah. Intersection of the art and technology, as Apple likes to say. Okay, imagine you've left your smartphone at home, your iPhone uh, is sitting somewhere in a desk, you just left your home for groceries, whatever. What would be the most missing feature for you right now? I'd probably get lost. I cannot go, because I travel quite a lot, well, at least I used to. I'd probably not be able to find my way back home with, if I were to you know, travel a bit further. I'm absolutely hopeless with no Google Maps by my side, sadly. I see. Uh, okay, what new app technologies are you most excited about? To put it more simply, if you you know hold your iPhone in your hand and thinking, wouldn't it be great if this thing, you know, this has a better battery or you know augmented reality features mm-hmm. would be you know more advanced at this point? What would be one of those things in your mind? I think it's the other way around. I'd be happy to sort of make it less addictive, make it, you know, less, um, I feel like, you know, phones are just such vital parts of our lives now. I, we should, you know, go in the other direction, sort of. It's kind of, a, you know, it may sound paradoxically, but the device, like it should be, it shouldn't be so in your face. It shouldn't be yeah. so... Like, you know, there was a great quote by Steve Jobs that computers should be a bicycle for your mind. Yeah. If you're moving away from that concept, if it becomes not a bicycle, but I don't know, would be a, <laughs> what would be the current uh, equivalent, uh, but basically not the tool that it's just, it was yeah. developed to help you in your life. Uh, it shouldn't re- replace, like, it shouldn't grab your attention all the time. It's a That's tool. Right. You're not staring at your, uh, I know, scissors or hammer all the time. You're grabbing the tool, whatever you need it, and just put it away and you forget about it. Exactly. Like no notifications, no red dots, no anything. So that may involve both hardware and software to, to reach that goal for yeah. you. Okay. All right. And now, before I let you go, uh, how can people get in touch with you and more and more information about what you do? Yeah, of course. First of all, please do download the Olio app, see how many Oliovers there are nearby. So O-L-I-O on the app store and Google Play. And me directly, it's just Alex with a K-S at oliox.com. Great. Thanks a lot. Thank you for your time and coming on our podcast, Alex. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. And that was Alexandra Reynard, Growth Marketing at Olio. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, 
Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. We release episodes on Mondays, so subscribe and you will be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review and comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.